eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to another edition of The State of Recruiting. I'm Mike Roach of Horns247. We're back with our weekly recruiting show. Uh, this one's going to be a bit different for me tonight as I am going solo. Nick is uh, traveling, putting together a video project for Orange 247 that I think our subscribers will really enjoy. But uh, he is, uh, since he's on the road, I'm going to go ahead and take the reins and do this solo. So uh, cut me some slack, guys. As always, um, you know, we appreciate everybody for listening. You can find the state of recruiting on any platform out there for podcasts, and we ask that you uh, go subscribe, rate, and review our show on on any of those podcast platforms. And would also ask that you check out our other great Hornets twenty four seven podcasts, including the flagship with Taylor Estes and Chip Brown, and the Longhorn Blitz with Rob Babers and Jeff Howe. Let's jump right into it. Texas got a big commitment uh, last week that was kind of a surprise. On Mother's Day morning, Maurice Blackwell from Arlington Martin made his commitment public for Texas. Uh, the the three star linebacker is probably soon to be a four star with uh, with kind of the way things are going at the at the linebacker position. Um, to me, it was one of the more important uh, prospects in the class just because it is a big area of need, um, and and I think Blackwell is the best guy in the state maybe at the position. I think you know there's an argument to be made certainly for a guy like Terrence Cooks is up there, but to Blackwell had what you look for in terms of production, the athleticism, the film shows a lot, a lot. So um, at about 6'1", 6'1 and a half, 196, he looks like a big safety, but he's certainly going to fill out and be able to play those, um, you know, that linebacker role for Texas where they're really looking for guys who are, you know, in the 6'2", 215 area and, and no longer are teams looking for, you know, 240-pound linebackers. It's just not a thing anymore, and I think the rankings are going to bear that out because the NFL draft certainly did. Um, so Texas scores a big win there. Uh, you know, Baylor was a school that that when I talked to to Blackwell early in the year was really standing out for him, and then he's got some family ties at Arkansas um, that that I think were. I, I mean, I saw him the other day, and his dad was with him and was wearing all Arkansas gear. So certainly, you know, if you know about the rivalry between Texas and Arkansas and the two states and, and you know, how crazy fans are in Arkansas for, for Razorback football, that's a tough thing to turn down, especially if you come from a Razorback family. Uh, kudos to Coleman Hutzler on this one. It sounds like he did a fantastic job recruiting him. Uh, Blackwell was really, in the end, 
uh, you know, excited about the coaching staff, excited about the education opportunities he was going to get at Texas, and uh, told me that he's ready to shut everything down and, um, you know, just be a Longhorn. So uh, I, I know he recently got in touch with some members of the, the 2021 recruiting class, and, um, you know, they've been talking to him and, and, and really working on him. Where I think he helps maybe is, you know, he does some workouts with J.D. Coffey, the, the Kennedale safety, so he could help there. Um, he's also a seven-on-seven teammate with Hal Presley, a, a Texas target at receiver from Mansfield Summit. So Texas is is in good shape with those guys. And, um, you know, adding Blackwell just adds another dangerous weapon to this defense and, and you know, kind of reshapes a position group where they're desperate in desperate need of bodies and in desperate need of reshaping. So I think that's a big commitment uh, for Texas at this point. And, um, you know, really excited to see what he brings to the field his senior year. Uh, I was able to, to kind of observe him in a skills workout uh, where he was working with uh, Coach Flight, who's a noted Dallas trainer. And, and Coach Flight told me he was extremely impressed with, um, you know, the way he moved for his size, as, uh, as focused as he was on, on every drill and getting it right, and just kind of the way he carried himself. So uh, that was his first time working with him, and, and those were his key takeaways. I'm supposed to connect a little later this week with uh, some members of the Arlington Martin coaching staff to get some feedback on him from them. And, uh, of course, we'll bring you that on Horns 24-7 and uh, that and more great content. Uh, and that, that's probably not the end of commitments and um, you know, as we uh, as I record this, I have I've got a really busy night as my phone has really started to light up, and we're going to get to that. We're going to get to what's coming. You know, tomorrow as I record this today, as you listen to it, um, and then you know we're going to talk about some possible things on the horizon. But before we do that, I want to play you uh, an interview I did earlier in the week with uh, one of the recent Texas commits, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. I really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, it is Atasca Cita tight end Landon King. Please enjoy. And now joining us on the state of recruiting, it is uh, one of the newer Texas commits, uh, but already hit the ground running as a class recruiter uh, and a fast rising prospect in the state of Texas. It is Atasca Cita tight end Landon King. Uh, Landon, thanks for joining me today. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Um, so, first off, wanted to get, you know, it, you, you really kind of exploded the spring. Uh, Texas offered early in the semester when you came down to visit, and then after that, you know, it really took off. A and M, Georgia, Alabama, schools yeah. like that. Um, you know, what, why Texas, and and what made you shut it down so early? Yeah, uh, one of the major reasons was because I visited Texas so early, and they pulled the trigger on me so early. Uh, you know, this with the coronavirus, you know, we weren't really able to go visit, and um, I met with Coach Bullware, I met with Coach Coach Ayurich. And I just, I just love the way that how they were like produce me and, and use me. And I was like, well, I mean, all the schools I've been comparing them to Texas, like every offer I got, I would just compare them to Texas. And I was like, well, I mean, if I'm doing that, then that should be a huge sign right there. And then after a couple of days, I just talked to my friend. I said, you know what? I mean, all the offers are cool, but if I have that one that I really want, then why not just go ahead and commit? And so was that one like you've wanted your whole life pretty much? I mean, did you grow up watching Texas and wanting to play for them, or was there another team you kind of grew up loving? Yeah, I, I grew up watching – actually, it was Texas and, and Oregon. Like, those are, like, like the two teams that I, I like, loved growing up as a, as a kid. And, man, I, I got Oregon, but I don't know, man. I just had a gut feeling that, that Texas was, like, the right place for me and just good situation for me and my family. 
So the thing that sticks out to me about you, your game is um, obviously your build is a tight end, but you're right now you're built like a wide receiver, about six five, yeah. two two ten, two fifteen. Your body control and your hands are, are incredible, and that's really what can you know make a vertical threat out of a tight end. What is kind of the vision from Coach Yersich and Coach Bolware about how you can be used in in the offense? Yeah, well, so they're gonna we watch film and stuff, and man, they're gonna use me all over the field, man. On on a uh, hand down on the line, H back, wide receiver out in in a uh, red zone. That's what I'm saying, man. Like I have I have a really good vision of what Coach Yuris wants to do for, for the offense next year, and I just feel like I would fit perfectly because that's basically what I'm doing right here at um, Atascosa. Atascosa is a it's an interesting program because I think like you guys pound for pound, year after year have some I mean incredibly talented players when you think about it. Yeah. You know, um, Sam Cosme who plays for Texas, Kenyon Green who, who with A and M, Cam Dewberry is coming up right behind you. Like always yeah. tends to be guys out of there. What do you think? I mean, you guys have to you typically have to run a pretty tough gauntlet to get out of Houston. Uh, two state running up against the KD or North Shore, um, you know what do you think you, you you guys need to take that next step as a program? Man, we just all need to focus in and like buy in. You know, like like during this time, like everybody needs to be working out, going over film, man, and just getting one percent better every single day. Because some schools, I mean, some some people they're not even working out right now. You know, they're just sitting on the butt playing PS4 and stuff. So I mean, we've been trying to get every everybody like everybody has a program freshman sophomore junior senior everybody's just like get out get active work out and man we just <sighs> i know it is it, it is kind of frustrating you know like like losing to like katie and north shore you know but i mean if you want to take that extra step then we need to put in the work you know right um a lot of older texas fans will remember the name ben wells came out of beaumont uh, played at Texas. Now yeah. he's a coach at Atascacita. What was his reaction yeah. when when you committed, and and had you talked with him about Texas before that? <laughs> yeah, I, I told him I committed, and as soon as I said that, he said the eyes of Texas are are upon you. <laughs> so I was like, man, yeah. So I mean, he was a. I asked him about Texas, you know, Austin, the city, and stuff, and it was nothing but good things. So that's why I was actually like, you know, more comfortable of, of committing. If you live in Houston, you've, you've probably, before you uh, committed, had met Jalen Milrow at some point in time. Um, yeah. You know, he, he was kind of the vocal re recruiter in this class. But it seems like you've kind of taken over that a little bit, too, and been, been a pretty vocal <laughs> recruiter as well. Um, name yeah. some guys, Tell me some guys you, you've been talking to or some guys you've been working on. Man, I've been working on Jonathan, J.D., Deuce-ish, man. Basically, basically everybody that's on Texas radar, Terrence Cooks, man, I'm, I'm telling y'all, y'all just need to give him a little bit more time. I got to, I promise you. I got to. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Brooks making his decision. I it'll be, I we'll 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 release this on Friday. We're actually doing the interview on Wednesday, but um, okay. he's making his decision on Friday. Um, basically, the same time this thing drops, you don't have to give it away. But but how confident should Texas fans feel about it? Hook him. <laughs> oh, you're fine. I got you. Um, as far as Coach Bolware, this guy we we haven't heard a ton about since he came over to Texas. What can you tell us about him and his personality? What you know? What kind of clicks with you? Yeah, man, he was he was real from the jump. Like I, I tell you, I was practicing for a playoff game, and that was the first time I had seen Coach Bolware. It was him, Bryson Carrington, Brian Carrington, and then Coach Herman, and they came in, and that day. 
I shook their hands and all that. He had texted me on Twitter. He was like, you are the tight end that, that we want and the tight end that we need. So went up and visited that Saturday. They offered me and Elijah. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, they didn't offer no other tight end. So it was just me and him that, that the new coach offered. Like, like that's it. Right. So I was like, dang, he, he really must he really must want me there. And then Elijah didn't put Texas in, in the top ten. And I was like, oh, man, I got you now. So, yeah, man, he's, he's just like a <laughs> – yes, yeah, so he's just like a, a real cool dude. I, I talk to him every day, man. I beat him up in, in 2K, beat him up in Madden. Man, he's just a, a cool coach. But he, he's also going to, like, like get on my ass if he has to, you know. Like, that, that's why I, I really want to, like, be coached by him. Um, you, you mentioned, you, you know, beating him up in Madden and 2K. I assume you've been playing – uh, some coaches. Have you played Brian Carrington at all in uh, in video no, games? No, he is he is dodging. No, he is dodging, and I have no idea why. You know, I'll that's, tell you one thing, that's funny because a lot of commits have said he's ducking them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, and I don't understand why. Because he texted us asking us to play, and we say, "Yeah, we're ready." He was like, "Nah, man, some some up. I can't right now." Well, I said, "Okay, man. okay, yeah." <laughs> Um, so you sounds like you play a lot of two K. You're you're a big frame kid. We already mentioned six five. Do you play uh do you play basketball at a task seat as well? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do, yeah. Um and are you uh how how good would you say you are at basketball or how uh how much do you you know, what's what's your preferred sport between the two? Oh, football one hundred percent, but I mean I was probably a good six man player, you know. At Task Seed we had I think like four D1 players on, on the court at one time. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I was, I was, yeah, I was the person, you know, come in, get some rebounds, hype the team up, you know. You know, that was, that was really my role. Man. <laughs> and it was – I'm not even going to lie to you, man. That was that was pretty fun. That, it was – football is a little bit harder, man. Basketball season, that was that was fun too. That's when you lose the weight, right? You put on the weight yeah, during football uh, season and lose yeah. it in basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, so you're a glue guy, like a team energy bench guy. I love it. Yeah, um, you know, with with Texas, have you figured out what, what you want to do as far as your studies yet, or what 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 area you want to major in? Yeah, uh, not not really yet, but over this time, like I I have been looking up, you know, different stuff, but I'm not 100 percent certain right now. Not dialed in on it yet. Um, what's one thing you you would say <clears throat> you want to work on most with your game this year? What do you want to get better at? Probably, probably technique and, and blocking. You know, because I mean, I was I was really aggressive in blocking this year, but th- there's still some things that I can fine tune and get better at. But I mean, besides that, just basically everything. You know, because you can always improve on anything. So I mean, I've been working upper body, lower body, speed, quickness, flexibility, catching, all that. Down the stretch, I heard something, and I want to check with you and see if what I heard was correct. So a lot of times schools like Alabama and Georgia will offer kids, and maybe they, yeah. they, they don't go in hard on them. From what I heard, Alabama and Georgia were really heavy on you, even right before your decision, trying to get yeah. in there, trying to get you to hold off. Um, is How much of that is true? How much were they coming at you near the end there? Um, I say Georgia was for sure, but I, Alabama not much really, but, but Georgia – yeah, actually, they're, they're still actually on me, which, which is crazy. So, Georgia is, but Alabama, nah, not really. I mean, I, he, he had talked to me one day, you know, offered me, but then after that, you know, it wasn't really that serious. You know? um, with schools still coming at you, you know, what's kind of your response? Are you are you 100% done with your recruitment? Are you, you fully committed? How's that going? Yeah, I'm I'm 
fully, I'm, I'm fully committed to, to Texas right now. You know, just fully committed. As soon as this this uh, this quarantine ends and we can take visits again, do you plan on taking visits anywhere else, or pretty much just only Texas? Yeah, uh, Coach Coach Herman and Coach Boer actually, and this is really like I was already like ninety nine point nine percent sure that I wanted to go to Texas, but this gave me that extra point one percent because they understood that you know like I was supposed to go visit here and there and stuff. So I mean, like he was like, if you want to go take some official visits, then you can. I'm still not sure if, if I'm going to or not. That's that's still like a like a plus in my book because you know like like they actually trust me you know yeah for sure yeah um, yeah so let's talk about kind of off the field um, you, you mentioned video games is there anything else you've been doing throughout this quarantine to, to keep yourself busy to keep yourself from going crazy <laughs> working out <laughs> working out like I'll I'll work out in the morning probably lift and then I'll go out to the field with me and one other dude named uh, uh, Keith Wheeler. And we'll just go out and work on like like footwear stuff. Either, either that's on the hill, field, or, or the uh, sand. Okay, so you guys are getting a lot of a lot of footwork technique things in. Is there anything, any any good TV shows you've seen? Anything like that on Netflix that you would recommend? Yeah. Ozark, please. If if y'all have not watched Ozark, please watch Ozark. That is, oh my god, that's a show I haven't seen. Yo, you you have got to watch Ozark, man. I, see. Oh my God! If my if my parents can can binge watch it, then I I promise you it is it is ten out of ten. I'm gonna check it out. I have that on my list. I think Outer Banks. I've heard a lot of good stuff about. Uh, um, yeah. I'm I'm curious. Have you seen All American? I hear good things about All American, but I, I have a hard I time watching it. football shows. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've seen. Uh, okay, if you have a hard time watching football shows, then uh, All American, nah, because this it's this. It's like a drama show. It ain't like a football show, which I have to kind of remember while I'm watching it. But the corny. football stuff is, yeah, yeah, corny, yeah. Yeah, that's that's Very usually funny. my problem. Like I was, I was watching some. Uh, my wife was watching like Friends the other day, and uh, uh-huh. cause that's her show. And they were playing like a touch football game, and he, he they said something like run run it down and out, and they just ran like a jet sweep. And I'm she hates it because I'm sitting there on the couch going, that's not down and out. That's not. <laughs> Uh, so I have a hard time. I have a hard time with football action and shows. Um, anything before we go? Is there anything about you? Any uh, like Jalen Milrow told us he, uh, for instance, and maybe you can confirm this if he's ever done this for you guys that he's a really good singer. Uh, is there anything we don't know about you, or any hobbies, or any interesting talents you may have? I mean, not that not that I could come off the head and tell you, but you said Jalen is a really good singer. That's oh, what he man. told me. That's what okay, he told me okay, on the we'll, show. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll look here. When we get on a Zoom meeting with all the commits, I'm going to put him on the spot. And I'm going to say, hey, Mike Roach said that you can sing, so you're going to have to sing for us right now. And I'll He's, see what he said. He said it for everybody on this podcast. It's not even something he said to me in private. Oh, oh okay. All right. Well, that's even better because I want to see that. Yeah, so please put it on the spot. Please record it and please send it to me. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I already had that ready. And we'll get him on the podcast. We're gonna have to. Um, I'm gonna have to figure out how I can get a couple of you guys all on here at once. Because I think if we had, if we could do a mass Zoom call and have like you, Landon, or I'm sorry, you, Jalen, and maybe uh maybe uh Derek, um, Billy, you yeah. know, some of those guys. I think we could have a real a real hilarious conversation. But man, oh I yeah. I want to thank you for joining me. Uh, it's been a real fun conversation. Um, I know the fans are excited about you. 
so uh, anything you have for them before we sign off for Texas fans? Man, not much, man. Hooker, and I'm, I'm glad to be a Longhorn, for real. All right. Well, thanks for, for joining me today, Landon. And we want to thank uh, Landon King for joining us on the stage of recruiting. Hope you guys enjoyed that chat. I know I was, um, you know, it was one of the first times I have actually spoke with, with Landon in person. Uh, Nick usually handles, you know, had a pre-existing relationship with him and had been handling his recruitment. Uh, but I really wanted to get in touch with him and obviously talk to him because I like to touch base with all the all the Texas commits and just let them know, you know, who I am. And um, so that way they're, they're familiar with me. And so um, I, I really enjoyed the conversation. I think Landon is a really entertaining kid and a really sharp kid. And I think that it shows why he's been kind of an effective recruiter for Texas. Um, speaking of recruiting, so, uh, as you guys are listening to this, I'll probably, uh, it is late Thursday night as I'm recording this alone in my office with, with no partner. And, uh, sometimes that feels like you're a little crazy or you're talking to the wall, but there's a lot going on. Um, you know, just before I came in here, uh, I've been tracking kind of a story all day where, where Texas is gaining ground with, uh, a big time, I, I would say a big time receiver in South Florida, uh, named Jaden Alexis. He is currently ranked a three-star. I, I would expect him to go up just because of his raw athletic numbers. At 6'1", 175, he's got a verified 44140 in a 10'700. And those are, are really strong numbers for a wide receiver with that frame. Um, I'm still kind of digging into, you know, his production wasn't, it, it was fine. It, it wasn't fantastic. And I'm still trying to talk to people in South Florida to get a gauge for, what kind of team he plays on, what kind of competition he plays against, and, and all those sorts of things. But, um, you know, I think that Texas is putting themselves in a really strong position there. Just before I came um, in to record, uh, Casey Kane, a recent Texas offer out of the New Orleans area, announced on Twitter he would be making his decision on Friday. Uh, this is a kid that I know that, that many in, in Austin were talking to. I know that many Texas commits were talking to. Uh, and there was some confidence there. I just kind of was at a point where I hadn't really had the opportunity because I think the offer came literally a week or two ago. Um, I really hadn't had the opportunity to gauge you know, where they saw him, where they had him on their board, and, and all those sorts of things. Um, and I'm not 100% sure. I haven't uh, verified anything as of yet, but it sounds like talking to some sources tonight that Texas is in good shape here. Um, and, and they should be. They're, they're the best offer on his list by a mile. Um, and I, I think if the kid's smart, he's going to, he's going to try to grab that offer and, and, and take advantage of it. Um, you know, he is, he is a low, little lower rated. It's going to take the average, uh, the average ranking down. It's going to, I don't think it's going to blow anybody away. Um, as far as, you know, looking at it on paper, but if you watch the film, you see a big body kid who moves well, who shows great body control, who tracks the ball well, who, who catches the ball well. Um, he kind of fits what Texas traditionally does outside at the X position. And so, um, you know, that's something we're, we're going to be looking at for later today is, uh, is, is Casey King going to end up a Longhorn? So uh, by the time some of you listen to this, that decision won't have been announced. By the time a lot of you, a lot of you listen, it, it may have been announced by that point. But um, as we are tracking things right now, uh, it sounds like uh, it sounds like things look good for Texas. Uh, right now so we'll kind of we'll kind of see where things go from there and of course continue to track and then the other news is is of course that that Jonathan Brooks the uh, running back from Hallettsville is making his decision as well and, and that's another one like Kane where I think people are going to question the ranking and question uh, taking him you know early in the cycle this way but I think in the case of Jonathan Brooks that's a case where Texas was the first to they, they evaled early they were the first to offer 
I think they trust their eval, and I think they're going to stick with it because I think they see something special in this kid. And you know, he's about six one, one ninety, a long, lean frame. Um, you know, our, our Gabe Brooks, who, who works for our site, kind of compared him a little bit to at least his build and style to Keontae Ingram in that way. I think he does have some really clean feet. He seems to step in and out of tackles pretty quickly, change directions well. I just don't see that high-end athleticism, and I think that's kind of keeping him where he is rankings-wise. You don't see the the explosive runway speed, and I, I really wish we would have been able to see him this spring in a camp or, or see him run track. I think you know those things could have changed for, for him. And um, you know, as far as we know right now, everything still looks good for, for Jonathan Brooks to end up at Texas. Um, on the bad side, Texas did have some, some, I, I believe we'll have some losses. Um, the biggest one with Clayton Smith, uh, the, the edge rusher from Texarkana, Texas high, um, earlier this week, it pretty much leaked that, that Clayton was leaning towards Oklahoma pretty hard. Um, I've got a good relationship with Clayton, so I've been talking with him. And uh, I think he would have probably kept that under wraps and tried to push his his commitment all the way to the All American Bowl, if it if it hadn't got leaked. Um, but since it was already out, he just kind of decided to make it public. And I think for Texas, it's really a question of stability, and that's a problem that that Texas is really facing with a couple of prospects. Um, a couple of schools are pushing. You know, is Tom Herman going to be there in a couple of years? Will Will Chris Ash be there? Uh, things like that, and. Texas is having to combat that the best they can. Um, the problem is it's just it's really hard to do right now in a pandemic. Uh, it's you know it's a bunch of guys that these kids don't know and have just got to know. They didn't get to put a product on the field in the spring. They didn't get to host many guys on campus in the spring. So um, it's just really kind of hard to overcome that type of thing. So uh, I, I'll be interested to see you know kind of what they do because if they go out and win this year, you know the way that I think some people in Austin expect them to. It's going to change a lot of things, and I think, you know, maybe this is a larger conversation we can maybe have once Nick returns next week, but I think, you know, this pandemic recruiting is going to lead to a lot of decommits and a lot of rash decisions, so, um, you know, we're definitely interested to see what happens. I'm not sure what's all going to stick from here, but um, I certainly believe that Clayton Smith will be making his decision uh, Friday, and, and I don't believe it will be Texas at this point. So that's pretty much the wrap-up as of right now. Um, as, as always, get over to Horns 24-7. We'll have you covered uh, regardless of you know, who it is. Uh, we'll have commitment stories. We'll have evals. We'll have breakdowns. Nobody covers you end-to-end uh, -end the way we do. All right. Um, Nick did uh, contribute to this podcast. He is out. Part of his video project is he is with Texas signee Dejon Harrison today uh, out in Hutto and doing a video uh, in and sat down with Dejon and recorded an interview for our podcast. So please enjoy Nick's interview with Dejon Harrison. Exclusively on Paramount Plus. Cindy, 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 Cindy Lauper. Catch the new documentary critics are calling a revelation. She's going to fight the fight. As Cindy Lauper reveals in her own words the inspiration behind her biggest hits. If you're doing what you love, magic. See what shaped music's most authentic superstar. When you're that different, you view other people as having a problem. Catch Cindy Lauper, Let the Canary Sing. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it for free. Terms apply. All right, so I got Dejon Harrison with me, uh, 2020 wide receiver signee for Texas. Uh, first off, Dejon, how's quarantine been going for you? You know, how you been able to stay busy, stay in shape, and whatnot? Uh, quarantine's been going real well for me. It's been honestly uh, a blessing to me uh, in in the regards that I'm I'm still staying safe, but at the same time, I'm still working to be the best best person and the best athlete that I can. You know, 
I got my dad here with me every day. He doesn't go to work. He does, but it's 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 work from home, so I have a lot of flexibility time with workouts. So I get about three to four workouts in a day, just because you know that's what it takes to be great, and that's the position that I'm trying to be in is be the greatest I can, be the best wide receiver that I can. And uh, do you have like a workout set up uh, here at your house or uh, outside? Where where do you, where do you be working out? Uh, we actually we work out outside. We call it the hood workout. It's in the backyard. Um, not really too fancy. It's just straight raw weights, push ups, pull ups. You know, I I do a jogs up the hill, stuff like that, just to keep my conditioning up, keep keep me focused. So I'm not running the streets because all that stuff can. You know, all that, all that stuff, all the fun stuff can wait. You know, my dad always taught me that you need to put your priorities for, put your priorities first, and you know, really put your time into what you're trying to be. Whenever you, you know, it's your end goal. And then uh, your high school career kind of got cut short a little bit with a uh, injury. Um, I believe it's to your left leg, right? Yeah, it was my left ankle. So uh, talk to me about how that happened and then the recovery process since that and, uh, you know, how you've been able to do that during quarantine as well. Uh, it happened on my last game of my senior season, played against Rouse. Um, I wasn't really too worried about doing too much in that game only because probably the easiest team in the district. So I'm not sure why. I was. We was up by 21 points. I was in in the third quarter, and I ran a post. I caught I caught it. I got tackled from behind. I ended up rolling my ankle, and it dislocated, and it was actually, like, 90 degrees out to the side. So when I seen that, I pulled it back in, and I actually walked off without any trainers even coming to help me. So uh, it was a tough – it was a tough – something tough that, I, that we went through, um, something that really brought me down. But at the end of the day – it's just all about that mentality, that dog mentality that I you know that I always talk about bringing to the table. So really, that's it. And how the how's physical training been going for you recently? You're uh, training with Robert Killebrew, former Longhorn. So how cool has that been? Have y'all had any conversations? You know, just about uh, the Longhorn team and you know what 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 it's like to represent the horns. Uh, first off, I'm gonna give credit to um, Jake and he he's actually a physical therapist down in Round Rock off 79. Uh, he was my first therapist. I didn't know too much about like it was my first injury, so it was my so I didn't really have that many referrals on to, you know, who to go to after physical therapy. I didn't know exactly how it works. So I got referrals to go to him. He was the best in the city. But, you know, he worked me out for about four weeks. And then I, I ended up going to Robert because I heard he's the best. And when I got there, it was obvious that he, he knew what he was doing. He has his own shop, um, his own clinic. And, like, when we first got there, it was just the the knowledge that he was putting out to me. It was just like, okay, he knows what he's talking about more than anybody else. So, you know. Him having that information and putting it into me just really helped me be who I am right now. How long do you think you have left in the recovery process before you're back to 100%? Uh, I don't have a specific date. I'm just working to be the best best I can throughout, you know, take the short steps and not really look at the long run. All right, let's uh, let's flash it back a little bit, talk about your recruitment, um, and then obviously your commitment. You got that Texas offer, and you committed right away, but let's talk about kind of the weeks leading up to that and where your mind was at before the Texas offer came in. Uh, honestly, I was, I was kind of confused on where I was going to go, um, you know, just putting my faith in God, knowing that he'll put me in the best position that, you know, put me in the best position for me and my family. So uh, I was honestly planning on going to Colorado State, probably – three days before I got the offer from Texas. You know, they they told me that they had a plan for me. They had to sit out for me to be the best player that I could be, you know, catch 100 balls. And all that sounded great, but at the end of the day, I just feel like that wasn't a big enough competition. So um, whenever Texas offered, they pulled the trigger. I knew it was it was automatic. I had to go to Texas. Um, 
because I was I'm from here and this is where I grew up and all my friends here. So me just being able to stay home is really a blessing. And uh, let's talk about the communication leading up to that offer and then obviously the moment when they offered. You know, how cool was that for you? And talk about that moment for. Uh, honestly, I didn't even know they were gonna offer. They they shared some interest in me early September, and you know we just wrote it out throughout there. But Brian Carrington is probably one of the best um, recruiting rec- uh, recruiting person that I've ever I've ever like talked to. He actually showed real love. Um, he he watched my film and he believed in what I can bring to the table because he watched my film very thoroughly. And I feel like all of the personnel, the recruiting personnel up there. They really take their time into who they want, and they know what they know what they're doing. So, them them bringing that offer to me, it was like eight o'clock whenever they offered me. I, I came home from school. I think I had tutorials that day. I came home. I came home. Um, Brian Carrington always told me he was like, "Yo, if you um, if I ever text you, Facetime me now. You know what to do." So, it was around eight thirty, and Brian Carrington texted me talking, "Facetime me now." I got so excited. I called him in less than less than two seconds, and. Whenever I answered the phone, he was like, "He was like, what's good?" You know, he handed the phone to Coach Herman, and from that point on, I just knew it was destined for me to go there. And then the next day, we had me and you both kind of had a little bit of a scramble getting your videos together. Uh, talk about what that process was like for you, and then whenever, whenever you were able to post it, you know, and make it official, how cool was that? Uh, it was it was amazing. It was a very a very surreal moment to me knowing that uh, I worked my whole entire life just to be put in this position, uh, getting these blessings from God. So. Me getting that, it was a it was a very humbling moment to know that all this work that I put in it wasn't for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, just just getting that offer and just getting that offer and being able to put on for the city is something I'm really proud of myself. And then a couple of weeks ago, one of your childhood friends, Jade Barone, he uh, he he uh, flipped his commitment from Baylor to Texas, yeah. or got out of his letter of intent. Yeah. Um, so talk about how cool that is for you and uh, uh, be, being able to play with your friend. Uh, honestly, that's been the plan ever since day one. We we committed to TCU knowing that we wanted to go to the same school because we grew up together. I've been knowing Jada since I was probably four or five years old. So um, it was the plan the whole entire time. Even whenever he signed, it was the plan to get him here because we just knew that we on the field were just unstoppable. You know, we played against each other. He had three touchdowns. I had two. So he went harder than me. So just knowing that we just know what we can do on the field together and we know what we can bring to the table for Texas. And uh, what are you looking to accomplish, I guess, year one and, and these next few months? You know, the season's kind of in jeopardy right now as far as when we'll have it or if we'll have it. But uh, what are you trying to stay focused on to be ready when that time comes? I'm just focused on getting back to 100 percent, getting back to not even 100 percent. I say I, I'm I'm progressing to be back back very soon. So I'm I'm trying to be the best me I can be. So there's no really there's no really plan for the for this year's goal. I take it step by step, you know, just never look into the future. Make sure you're you're focusing on one thing at a time. And we talked about this a little bit earlier today about the 2021 class and how it's starting to build up and look pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, what do you like about it so far? Uh, first off, Jalen Jalen the quarterback, uh, amazing. Don't don't have too much to say about him. He's a great quarterback. We got two two quarterbacks in with twenty twenty. So, you know, he's gonna be some competition at quarterback, and that just brings that just opens my eyes up to okay. I have different quarterbacks to throw to me. I have different balls to catch. It just gets me better as a wide receiver. Uh, let's. I mean, we could talk about Billy Bowman, the best athlete in Texas right now, as we speak. He does it all. He's a great athlete. Um, couldn't ask for anything more than him. He. I see a lot of myself in him, but. 
he's a he's a he's a dog on the field, and that's something I'm really looking forward to playing with him because I know he brings that same type of mentality on the field that I do. Um, who else is in 2020? Who else is class 21? Talk to me, else. We got Landon King, tied in from Tascacito. We also got uh, Jordan Thomas from uh, your Port Arthur area. You grew up in Port Arthur. Oh, yeah. Like. I don't really know too much about him, but it's always, you know, it's always smiles whenever I have somebody else who came from the same city I did um, come out of there. So I, a lot of my family uh, made it. A lot, some of my family made it out of there. You know, Cam Martin, he was a. He was a um, running back for Memorial, and he eventually he was committed to Baylor at first, and he eventually went into um, he went to Auburn, so he played there. And so I, once I seen him do that, and I seen a lot of my family members go, you know, do big things. I know, I feel like I can put myself in the in the in the same position that they are because you know it's from the same bloodline. All right, man. I appreciate you joining me on the uh, podcast, and good luck next year. All right, man. We certainly hope you enjoyed that interview with Dejon Harrison and Nick Harris uh, over here on the State of Recruiting Podcast. Uh, certainly looking forward to Dejon Harrison's uh, debut in Austin and, and his game-changing speed. All right, our final segment tonight, as always, is the mailbag. You can get your questions to us on the Hornish 24-7 message board, or you can leave us a five-star review on our iTunes page. Leave us a five-star review, ask the question within the review, and we will make sure we answer it. I swear I check them every night. Um, all right, our first question comes to us from uh, Nero1691. Uh, he says, hey, Mike, who are some of the class of 22 wide receivers that Texas has the best chance with? Um, I, there's a couple of guys. There's a, a couple of speed demons in that 22 class for sure. Uh, the two guys that stick out to me right now, uh, Evan Stewart from Frisco Liberty and um, Brennan Thompson from Spearman, way up in the Texas panhandle. Both those guys are certified speed demons. I mean, uh, I believe uh, I believe Evan Stewart's around a ten seven hundred. Uh, Thompson's like a ten three hundred. Those guys can both fly. Texas got in early on them, and you know, overall, I I'm really interested to see what this twenty two class looks like more than the twenty one class. Uh, this twenty one class has been so weird just because new staff. They've been playing catch up. Uh, pandemic hits. All sorts of things go wrong. But I think they've really done a good job establishing relationships in the 22 class. So I'm really interested. I think that's when we'll see their recruiting chops for real. Now, of course, they're going to have to show them this year. That's part of the job. I mean, playing catch-up or not, they're going to have to show off some some recruiting chops and win some recruitments they aren't favored in this year. But uh, for the most part, I think we'll see the full results in 22. Getting back to the original question, though, yeah, Brennan Thompson and, and Evan Stewart, two guys I really like in that 22 group. Uh, next question from JF10357 uh, says, with Texas likely to miss on Clayton Smith, who else seems to be a target to fill the general lack of linebacker depth Texas has? And how many total linebackers do you think they would want to take? Two are on board already, and Cook seems possible. Yeah, I think actually Derek Harris kind of fits the same type of role that, that they envision for Clayton Smith as far as an edge-rushing type of hybrid player. Um, obviously, Clayton has been a... Uh, He's been a, a really popular player, um, a really a really productive player at Texas High. But I think that um, you know, given the right role, Derek Harris could fill that same role and do some of the same things. So um, I would say uh, he's definitely already in the class to fill that role. Terrence Cooks, I'm, I continue to hear incredibly strong things about Terrence Cooks coming on board soon. Um, so I think that there's a you know there's a lot there uh, to unpack for sure. Um, there are some guys uh, they've got Blackwell. 
I think there's some, some, some underrated guys, but really what you're looking for is big safety types, guys who can cover in space. And, um, you know, Clayton Smith was not seen as a traditional linebacker for them. He was more of an edge rushing type, play with his hand down, could play off the ball a little bit, but they really wanted him rushing the passer more than anything. And I think that's what Derek Harris will do, whereas Blackwell will be more of an, an off the ball linebacker type who's, who's more in a traditional spot. Uh, our next question comes to us from uh, Earl Thomas, 12. Uh, what percentage would you give Jalen Milrow starting as a true freshman? Um, I love Jalen Milrow, but I, I think Texas is in a spot now um, where, you know, hopefully they've got a good quarterback pipeline going and they've got experience and don't have to, to rely on starting true freshmen. Um, the only way I could really see that happening is if just Jalen Milrow forces his way onto the field with exceptional play. And if that happens, that's a great thing for Texas because, you know, then all of a sudden you may have a superstar on your hands. Uh, but right now I would say with, uh, you know, with guys in front of him like Hudson Card and, uh, and, and Casey Thompson and, um, you know, probably Jaquindon Jackson, I, I think at that point um, – I would expect to see Jalen at least take a redshirt year and just kind of just kind of work on his form and, and start learning and, and figure out where the bathroom is. That's the most important thing for freshmen is just figuring out their surroundings, figuring out where they were, and, and all that sort of thing. Um, our next question comes to us from China Doll Ten. Uh, with how close you are to recruiting, when Texas miss, misses on a recruit, does it bother you more or or less now versus when you were a fan? Um, you know, it's really it's. I don't, I, I don't ever take it personally, and I tell kids all the time, I, look, I don't care where you go to school. Um, I've got a lot bigger problems than where player X goes to school. Um, for me, it's you know the, the most bittersweet part about it, like take a kid like Clayton Smith, for instance. I met Clayton last spring before he had any offers and just genuinely really liked the kid. I mean, just talking to him, he was a re- he's a really mature kid. Um, he is a, the kind of kid you want in your locker room, the kind of kid you want leading your team kind of kid you want to marry your daughter all those good things and um you know getting to know Clayton was was really fun it was a great joy same with getting to know Landon Jackson at Pleasant Grove and I think for me what hurts most is like is saying oh man I don't I don't have a reason to go to Texas High anymore I don't, I don't have a reason to go to Pleasant Grove like those are the biggest things that hurt and um you know obviously if a kid's committed elsewhere I'm not gonna bo- I don't want to bother him all the time as the Texas guy going you know what about Texas what about Texas so really what I do is I try to back off those kids a little bit. And um, I guess that's the part that, that sucks the most about Texas losing on a kid is just, um, you know, it, it changes our relationship a little bit for sure. Um, our next question comes to us from Connor H333. With the loss of spring evaluations and camps, do you expect more rake straw type scenarios with undervalued seniors showing it uh, on the field and big programs jumping in late? Absolutely. I think that's always going to happen as a byproduct of the two signing periods, actually. Um, you know, Ennis Rakestraw at Duncanville was a product of two signing periods and a lot of schools turning over staff and needing to jump in and get somebody right away. And he did. I mean, he had a, a tremendous playoffs, a, really a tremendous senior year overall um, at Duncanville, but, you know, really showing the playoffs, locking down guys like Jackson Smith and um, so yeah, I do expect that to happen. I and I think it's more. I think it's more byproduct of of the uh, the the two signing periods. Um, Triplet Joseph forty four says, hearing a bunch of commits aren't very solid and could be flipped if visits start back. Do you think there would be a huge amount of decommits compared to normal years? 
I find it very hard to, to read the future, but um, from what I've been told, I mean, talking to college coaches, they expect a good amount of, of decommits this year. I think they're pretty much all ready for them at this point. And, you know, to me, it's it's it makes sense. Um, we'll, we'll kind of see how it plays out. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I do expect decommits. I expect kids are going to want to take visits. They're, you know, most of these kids have missed out on – the most fun part of recruiting like there's a lot of a lot of bs for for lack of a better term uh, that goes with recruiting but there's also a lot of fun stuff you get to do and and missing out on official visits is missing out on the fun stuff and uh you know sitting at home and having to talk on the phone to coaches all day well that's great and that's a blessing and those kids are going to get free college um it's got to be kind of the, the the bs part about it so i would expect them to take advantage of those visits when they can um our next question from Hook'em Bloodstein, what prospect uh, do you expect to get a slight rankings bump for a commit and a prospect that are still recruiting? And what prospect do you think will fall down in the ranking? Um, I'm assuming, so I'm assuming you're asking me for a commit and a target who are going to go up and uh, a commit and a target who are going to go down. Um, I'm thinking of all almost the same position group. So I, I think Maurice Blackwell is the commit that will go up. Um, we talked about this kind of in the last segment, but that's just where the linebacker position is going. His his production's tremendous. I know in talking to guys in our rankings meetings, even before he committed to Texas, um, which take that for what you will. If there's any A&M fans listening, I know you guys love the the conspiracy theories. But even before he committed to Texas, and and nobody really knew he was leaning that way, um, we were talking about bumping this kid. I mean, he's just he tremendous output. And watch the film; it all, it all kind of matches up. Um, I can see Derek Harris sliding a little bit. Uh, he's the commit that I think slides. Um, I think that he didn't, he had a really good sophomore year. I think he had a good junior year, but I don't think he built off that sophomore year the way people expected him to. Um, so I I could see him sliding throughout the summer, really with a chance to rebound, uh, with a strong senior year. Uh, let me see the prospect I expect to get a, a bump that is not committed. Um... I would say that's a good question. I would say maybe Shamar Turner. Um, I think Shamar Turner could get a bump, especially if he's being more evaluated as a defensive tackle right now than a, than a straight defensive end. I think he's he's potentially a very high impact defensive tackle. Um, I see him getting the bump. I could see JD Coffee sliding a little bit just because. You know the great things about J.D. Coffey are his 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 instincts. Um, you know his his play on the field. He's he's aggressive. He hits. He tackles well. All those sorts of things. But he's never going to blow you away from a testing perspective and, and numbers wise. So um, I could see him maybe taking a, a small slide there. All right. Next question to us from um, from Ob James twenty three. Looks like it's going to be our last question. Um, and shout out. Charles Daniels, who has not sent me a question in forever. So, uh, Charles, don't know where you are. Uh, feels like you're MIA on this, but um, uh, send me a question next week. OB James 23 uh, says, J.D. Coffey and Ishmael Ibrahim were teasing about teaming up on Twitter. What are your thoughts on that duo? That's certainly, you know, a duo that Texas would love to get, and that's a duo that plays together on Texas Flex 7-on-7. Seven seven. Um, they're friends. They're, you know, they, they hang out a lot, and... Yeah, I mean, you're talking about one of Texas' top safety targets and probably their top corner target at this point. Um, you know, Texas is working hard on both those guys. I think that getting J.D. Uh, would really help with Ish, and I think getting Ish and landing him away from the likes of LSU and Georgia and Michigan 
you know, that'd be a huge win um, to for Jay Valaya, really a landmark, can plant his flag and say, hey, we, you know, we took home the top corner in the state on this one. So, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, when you look at it, that those are really two guys that, that A, they would love to play together, and B, I could see playing together. I, I believe less and less in package deals by the day, but, um, you know, I, I could see those two guys playing together for sure. All right, that's going to do it for us here at the Mailbag. Uh, it's going to do it for us on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the solo version. I promise we won't do it too much, but sometimes it's out of necessity, and um, you know, tonight was one of those nights. So uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. We've gotten a ton of great feedback on the show. Uh, we're pouring more resources into it. We are doing more things to to try to to bring it a, an overall experience. I think. Don't quote me on this. I think we're going to start. We may start video recording our shows, so you guys will get a look inside uh, inside my office, and and won't that be exciting? Um, we're, we're doing some more things to promote it, uh, but we need your help as well. So please, like I said, go to those pages, uh, five-star reviews, subscribe, rate, all those good things. That really helps us in the show, helps us keep going, um, you know, and, and frankly helps me keep pouring in the time to it because right now, you know, if, if it becomes a, a thing of time management, you know, my first duty is always to the website. But we, we want to keep bringing this great content on the podcast uh, please subscribe to Horns 24-7. If you're not already a member, uh, you can get my recruiting info there, including the Stampede, which is our, our weekly insider, runs every Monday. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. season of the original hit series mayor of kingstown my job is to create a balance avoid a war from executive producer taylor sheridan co-creator of yellowstone there's some new players in town and they brought the flag and antoine fuqua director of training day i know it's always been a war zone mike but this is next level the mayor is back in business are you warning me you're gonna find out mayor of kingstown new season now streaming exclusively on paramount plus